Welcome to the Digital Glue Podcast. These digital untangling episodes are brought to you by Crystal Kordalchuk, CEO and founder of Virtually Untangled. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who need untangling from the day-to-day tasks in their business. These virtual world untanglers never underestimate the power of a good idea. And if that sounds like a lofty goal, well, it is. A decade ago, Virtually Untangled was founded with the goal of creating meaningful digital experiences that connect with people. Crystal and her team of honorary untanglers are now providing business owners just like you the opportunity to own your story and share it with the world. So every Tuesday morning, she'll be dropping a new episode that will help you think big and dream even bigger. Let's dive into today's episode. Living in entrepreneur land is sometimes all about how many things you think you can do on your own without a team or a sidekick. Sometimes we just want to do things ourselves because we feel it will save us time and money. But in that same breath, sometimes wearing too many hats just makes things worse. Think of things this way. If you were to assign every role, task, or project to a particular hat with a skill set, all the glorious responsibilities those come with, how many hats do you think you would be wearing? How does it feel to wear all those hats, especially when you're wearing them all at once? Probably very much like a crazy balancing act. I have been in this hat wearing scenario way more times than I can count, even quite recently. In my business, as well as most of the work I do for my clients, I am the graphic designer, the web designer, the social media guru, the IT specialist, the help desk, the virtual assistant, the proofreader, the brand specialist, the accountant, the project manager, the business developer, the operations manager, the sales manager, and the list literally goes on and on and on forever. I still to this day have more hats than I can count, but now I'm more mindful of not wearing them all at once. I have learned over the years to combine them, but never more than two or three at a time. Why? Because every hat deserves to be worn, appreciated, admired, and respected separately. And really, it's not a good look for you or your business or your bottom line. Getting rid of some of your hats really boils down to two main things, organization and outsourcing. So let's take a quick few to dive into those in a little bit more detail. Organization. And no, I will never get tired of expressing the importance of this. In this step, it's time to get clear on the work that needs to be done in order to succeed. To put your work into context so that you can truly understand all the things that need to happen in order for things to work the way you really want them to, the way you need them to, all the while not forgetting to prioritize. So before you begin tackling your daily to-do list, think about where each of your tasks or projects falls into quadrant, then schedule them accordingly. Remember, there is a huge difference between important and urgent. And yes, making time to work on your business, not just in your business, counts too. Okay, now outsourcing. It's time to hire the experts. Yes, sometimes resources are tight, and as entrepreneurs, we try to fill those gaps in all by ourselves. It's usually because of time or funds, and sometimes due to time, we wait too long to hire additional staff, then more hats just keep piling up. But skimping on the help can have a detrimental effect on your ability to grow, support your clients and your audience, and even a loss of new opportunities. Okay, now it's time for the hard stuff. Sitting down to objectively assess your own strengths and weaknesses. But you already know we don't like those terms, failures or weaknesses. 
we'd rather them be called upon as gifts of imperfections with room for improvement. By being honest and objective with yourself, you will have clear eyes on where you could best get assistance from a pro, whether a graphic or web designer, a social media guru, accountant, virtual assistant, coach, and so on. It's always best to try to maximize your own strengths, then try to fill in those gaps rather than just hire the lower wage work because it seems like the easier decision. So let me ask you this. How many hats are you wearing on any given day? What choices do you plan on making going forward to decide which hat to continue to wear and which ones to share and which ones to drop? And does the term project management have you shaking in your shoes? The concept can be overwhelming if you think in terms of a large project stretching over weeks or even months, but it doesn't need to be. First off, not all projects are that large. Even short-term projects will benefit from thoughtful and deliberate management techniques. The steps involved in project management, including it as a state of mind, not just getting caught up in all the organizational details, can help you clarify your focus, gather the resources you will need to succeed, and monitor your progress. This way, you will be able to reach your goal and on schedule. Secondly, if your project is truly overwhelmingly large, then project management will be your survival mechanism. If you do not document, yes, In writing your plan to manage the project at hand, you are setting yourself and your team up for unwelcome surprises and headaches along the way. And who the heck needs that? Whether the project is for yourself or for a client, it is up to you to manage the process efficiently. Who wants to waste precious time and money? Nobody. And Henry Mintzberg, Cleghorn Profession and Management Studies says it best. Management is, above all, a practice where art, science, and craft meet. So here's why it's tremendously important to understand project management. First and foremost, project management is not just a job title. It's not just doing things, getting caught up in all the details, therefore accomplishing nothing. It's a state of mind and a frame of thinking. Entire books have been written about managing projects. You can find courses that teach it in universities and online. You can even get a PhD in project management if you wanted to. For my purposes here, however, today, I want to look at project management as a tool to guide you during your work on a project. So if you have not worked in this way in the past, you might want to try it with a smaller project for practice, either by yourself or with another person, perhaps a virtual assistant. You can think of it like learning to drive a car. You don't just hop in and take off. The more you practice, the better you will be able to drive. So the same rules apply. If you practice project management on a smaller scale, then when you get that call from a client asking you to manage a project for them or with a team, you will be better equipped and prepared to do that effectively. I previously wrote about the habits of highly organized people in a past blog post of ours and plan on rehashing those details in an upcoming Untangling podcast episode because I truly do believe the more organized you try to be, the more effective and efficient you will be. As you can see, these things all tie together. The term project management used to have me shaking in my shoes. I'm the type of person who sometimes takes on one too many projects at a time because I have so many goals to fulfill my bigger picture. But then one day I sat down to sort out my brain onto one of my trusty to-do lists and realized 
It's not about how many projects I have on my plate to complete, whether short or long-term, but how I plan to attack them all. I hate to admit this out loud, but there are a lot of time wasters in our daily working and professional lives, which can sometimes have a negative impact on what we're trying to accomplish. That is why it's so important to understand time management, which in reality can also be viewed in partnership with project management. We don't want you getting burnt out. So the key word here is planning. You want to work more efficiently, not work more. You want that life of freedom, whether it be time-wise or financially. You want your big dreams to become a reality. So in order for all that to happen, you want to plan things out according to your daily tasks, projects, and goals. If you work too hard, you may lose sight of your bigger picture. And we most certainly don't want that, as that's what we've been working so hard to build up to and work towards in order to gain more lifestyle freedom. Research suggests that as we burn out, we have a greater tendency to get lost in the weeds. And since that's the last thing you want, it's time for you to slow down. Okay, so now let's talk about the four basic stages of managing your projects. And these descriptions I'm about to share with you are under the assumption you are working with a team, maybe even a virtual team. So if you are working solo, adjust accordingly. Number one, project initiation. Start with a description of your project, one that is clear and easy to articulate. At this stage, it's important to identify the scope of the project, including its goals and objectives. Without clarification around the scope, what the project entails, how will you know later if you're veering off course? Your project includes this and only this. And when working with a team, this focus ensures you are all on the same page and working towards the same end goal. So as you start a project by defining its scope, you also need to be clear about the end goal. Will the project end with specific deliverables? Examples of a deliverable would be a series of social media posts for a content marketing campaign, perhaps even an ebook as a lead magnet. Number two, project planning. In the planning stages, you should break the overall project down into smaller measurable tasks, then set a schedule for completing those tasks and drop your budget. This is where you should identify what resources you need and how to obtain them. Do you need additional people to work on the project? If so, how will you build your team and assign tasks? What tools will you need that you don't already have? If you are a frequent reader of our blog or follow VU on social, you probably already know how much I love productivity software. Some of these apps are solely designed to help teams collaborate more efficiently, but not just teams, you can also use them solo too. A few that my team and clients enjoy are Asana, Trello, and Evernote. It's best to play around with each one to determine which feels like the right fit for you. I'm also a huge advocate for increasing your productivity in other ways too. You will find some great tips in our blog post, how to become productive in 15 days or less. When you are leading a team as a project manager or CEO, you may notice opportunities for individual team members to increase their productivity as well. The best way to help them is to model productive behaviors and share your tips or mine. Better work habits, the secret to greater productivity are contagious. That being said, you may have heard the term project management mythology, and there are quite a few methodologies for this. The more traditional ones order tasks sequentially, where each task depends on the completion of a prior project. 
Another type of methodology called agile requires that tasks be completed in repetitive cycles. So the results are constantly evaluated and those results determine the next step in the process. Some of these methodologies are better suited for long-term projects, while others work better with shorter ones. Some may even allow for the project's deliverables to change depending on the results along the way, while others assume the deliverables will not change. So one thing to keep in mind, you cannot plan the project in a vacuum. Are you managing this project for a client? Then the client will need to participate in defining the scope, specifying deliverables, and setting milestones. Are you managing a team? Then you will need their feedback during the planning stage for two reasons. First, you can benefit from the individual team member's experience. And second, when team members are invited to provide feedback, they become more invested in the project and its success. Their buy-in and enthusiasm will be greater if they see their feedback incorporated into the project plan. Planning includes mapping out the anticipated workflow, deadlines per task, and the project timeline. This step produces a diagram, ideally a colorful one, that shows you which tasks should be completed sequentially and which ones can be tackled simultaneously. And this is where Santa or Trello really come in handy. This setup helps everyone involved to visualize the activities, how they fit together, and which tasks are dependent on the completion of other tasks. And don't forget to celebrate your milestones as you move along. That is really important. Number three. Project execution. As if the preceding stages did not seem like work to you, the execution stage is where the real work gets done. Team members can carry out their tasks, and as a manager of the project, you will monitor the quality of their work, manage the timelines, as well as the budget. Is each member on track? Is the workflow proceeding as anticipated? Has the team experienced any setbacks that require part of the plan to be amended? Any changes that happen here must be marked on the workflow diagram so everyone can clearly see the cascading effect of how a change at one point along the timeline will affect tasks down the line. The most important team dynamics during the execution stage are communication and flexibility. No matter how well you plan, you are likely to run into unexpected obstacles. Often working through said obstacles requires changing some part of the plan, usually the timeline, task responsibilities, or even the budget. Your team's ability to communicate in real time is critical here. Each person needs to be aware of any changes to the plan and how these changes may affect their responsibilities. So whether you're working with a virtual team or one that can meet face-to-face, -face, it is important to establish expectations in terms of how frequently everyone should communicate. The team-oriented productivity software programs mentioned earlier also include mechanisms for virtual communication. Will you be having regularly scheduled meetings or simply communicate as soon as updates are available or when problems occur? If you do have meetings, you want to make them as efficient and brief as possible. I cannot stress this enough. And in the end, everyone will thank you for that. Time is the scarcest resource, so unless it's managed properly, nothing else can be managed. And lastly, number four, project completion. All great projects must come to an end at some point, even the not-so-great ones too. So when you produce the deliverables for the client or yourself, it's time to wrap things up. You may want to conduct a post-mortem review, which involves evaluating the project and taking a look at which elements contributed to its success and which ones did not. This information will have a powerful impact on how you manage your next project. 
In the hardcore reality of the business world, there are no failures, just experiences and your reactions to them. Like most things, project management will become easier the more you do it. In a way, every project you manage will be different, but in other ways, they'll be similar. The similarities are why lessons learned on one project will often translate to improvements in others. So it truly helps to keep in mind that project management is a tool for helping you guide your projects to completion. And like any other tool, how well it works depends on how well you use it. So to make things easy peasy lemon squeezy for you, I created a project management breakdown for you with six simple yet very important stages so you can adjust your workflow no matter how crazy accordingly. And like most things, this process becomes easier the more you do it, the more you know about how to execute things well. It's all about baby steps because every single step you take towards the top is possible due to all the little steps you took in the past or the ones you're taking right now. So here are the rules of thumb my team and I go by that may be helpful to adjusting your project management process. Number one, develop a plan for each individual project no matter the size. Number two, break down the workflow structure into its component parts. Number three, use an online project management tool. Number four, in your online project management tool, take your workflow structure and break things down even further into deliverable lists and tasks, which are basically smaller steps and actions. Number five, focus on the plans you set out in step number four so you don't fall off the track. And lastly, number six, follow your schedule with vigorous time management by executing and controlling each plan. And there you have it, four stages broken down into six simplified steps to keep from shaking in your shoes every time you think about project management. In short, be smart about it. We all procrastinate at one point or another in our lives. We all get distracted by things easily within our reach or view because technology is literally everywhere. But it's time to start thinking about your time as something that is palpable. If you don't, you will unfortunately keep making the very same mistakes and end up wasting more and more time on tasks and projects that don't bring any positive changes into your life, as well as benefit your business and those of your clients. It's not enough to be busy. The question is, what are you busy about? So to round up everything nicely and top it with a bow, it is not possible to get everything done, especially on your own. And sometimes you may feel that there's just not enough hours in the day for you to accomplish everything you set out to do. But if you're clear on your project and its goals, our common work smarter, not harder, and follow some of the tips I shared with you today, you might find that there are enough hours. Your bigger picture will become a reality a lot sooner than you think. If today's episode resonated with you and you're feeling as though no matter what you do, you're not getting it, time management isn't making any sense or working to your advantage, you can't finish off the items on your to-do list every single day, there's another way to nudge things along. I would be more than happy to offer you a 30-minute consultation for free so we can figure out how Virtually Entangled can help get you back on track and not break the bank. If this is what you're needing to get back on track, or if a newbie to the entrepreneurial world and want to start things off on the right foot, then feel free to drop me a line so we can chat. And that's a wrap. 
Virtually Untangled is a full-service business, which means they've got you covered on design and content right through to digital and organization. You'll form a long-lasting relationship with them as collaboration is central to everything they do. Now it's time to seize the moment and become inbox friends. It's easy to do. Just hop on over to virtuallyuntangled.com or their Facebook page to opt in and receive instant access to the most inspirational ride of your life. So what are you waiting for? Become inbox friends with VU. Until the next episode, keep untangling.